Hello everybody, so it is approximately 2.10 um, Pacific time And uh, I'm up in the house by myself And, you know, uh, first off If you're in the LA area and you're hiring I need a job, so look your boy up I'm on LinkedIn And you can check out my resume right there I have years of experience in education, uh, media, and I'm pretty smart, so I can learn pretty fast. So if you're hiring, that is BMJ03 at iCloud.com, and that will be my email until iOS 15 and iCloud Plus lets us customize our email address so yeah all right so um, there's a lot going on in this world there's a lot of pain there's a lot of things that people are feeling and it's interesting because i uh, was in my car and my wife comes up to me one day and she says um are you okay you know how you feeling and she kind of goes sad, and she's and I, and I look. I'm always sad, and uh, then when I thought about doing this, just use this as my therapy, use this as my time to talk about what I feel and what I go through. I guess a lot of my um, pain begins with uh, growing up. Um, you see. In my Christian walk, I have often struggled with the concept of being loved unconditionally and forever. Um, you feel worthy of this kind of love because as a Christian, you're constantly told that God loves you and um, that he's a father to you. And you know I have lived, well, many would call a great life a blessed life um, I can't help but sometimes feel like that I'm not worthy of um, God's love and um, that comes from the fact that I was without a father's love um I'm a product of an adulterous relationship, in a sense. Um, my father had one son by his wife, uh, who he bestowed his name on. And uh, he stepped out of his marriage and had another son, uh, who he also gave his last name to. Um, and I guess he made some type of promise after that to where he wouldn't cheat on her again. And he told my mother that they were separated. A lie, obviously. Um, so... They did what adults do, and um, I was born. Now, what begins to hurt is that nobody in that side of the family really knew about me. Um, my aunt did, and my grandmother on that side did. Uh, other than that, I was a secret. My brothers did not find out about me until I was at least about 30 years old. Um, something crazy like that, I don't remember. 
And I can tell you about that first meeting and why that hurt. Um, but, you know, every boy wants their father to love them. They want to go to the games and they want their father to there. It's just like, you know, every man wants his wife to say, good job. You did good. I love you. And um, here I was, you know, playing a substitute. Like, I had a lot of men who treated me like a son, you know. Um, but you're not their son. You don't get the benefits of their son. They're, if the son comes up and it comes down to you, they're going to go with their son. And there's no, there's no ill will about that. It's just what it is. You are the substitute. Um, and then I had my grandfather, but he was in his 50s and 60s when I was growing up. Uh, so it's kind of hard to play baseball when you're 50 and your back is hurt, your knees is hurt, you know, you've had some surgery and things like that. You, you know, it's. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of like an outsider from day one. I had learned to be a man by observation of people, what I saw people do in public and not in private, you know. Um, I, I never identified with the thug cultures, you know. Um, and to be honest with you, like, I try to play a thug sometimes and people be like, okay. Um, but God chose me to be different and being different caused a lot of rejection um, and that rejection would um, carry through life um, I was called a white boy I was called gay uh, all kinds of names I mean you know I was a jazz old school R&B pop head I didn't like all the gangster rap and stuff like that and I didn't find manhood in that, you know. Um, and so growing up in a culture and the area that I grew up in, um, it made me as an eyeball. So I'm, I'm already I, I'm already alone. And to some people, because I didn't fit this macho machismo type image, not man enough. And it just really hurt. Um, you know, I see men, black men that I identify with, like uh, Swoozy. He's a YouTube personality. You check out his YouTube channel. He's really good. You probably already have um, Childish Gambino and other. Um, you know, who I see around real artsy people or white women and I sometimes wonder is that because that's what they can identify with and um, so when I grew up around my peers on the west or south side I was always weird I believe part of the reason is because um, I believe part of the reason I have struggled with my wife and other relationship is because you're seen as weird and different and it's impacted me my whole life and I just try to navigate it 
And some days I feel alone. Since the age of 17, I've been the man of the house. I just needed someone to lean on. And oftentimes I was rejected. My brothers are married and they have a fantastic relationship with their father. And I wonder, had I, my father just took some time with me, how would I be different? I'm also wondering what someone love me. I wonder would I have had the skills to escape my social awkwardness. You know, I uh, am not a name brand person, and it sometimes bothers my wife, you know, uh, because I will wear a pair of knockoffs in a second. I don't care. <laughs> um, but that's for two reasons. Um, one, I grew up in my mom, and uh, she had a heart, you know. She lower my dad's child support payments to something ridiculously ridiculous really low <laughs> um and so she can always afford me to buy two hundred dollar sneakers you know um i remember jordan lemons came out and uh that was a perfect shoe you know the perfect shoe it had the um The patent leather around the foot. And I can't remember the other smooth criminal shoe. And I remember I wanted those shoes really bad. And my mom couldn't get, couldn't get them. So I'm coming home one day. And I see this car outside my house. And pops out the car. Here's my dad. I'm so excited and he takes me and my friend Jerome to McDonald's he comes back and we come back to the house and we're talking and he says to me um you need some gym shoes what kind of shoes you want and I say the Jordan 11 is what I want So he says, I'll bring it to you next week. And uh, next Saturday, the doorbell rings. And it's some strange man. It's not my dad. And he hands me a box. It's a shoebox. And it is the Hakeem Olajuwans. It's still kind of a leatherish, but, you know, it's not the patent leather on the Georges. It's just some shoes and I love those shoes you know like I wore them shoes with pride because um, I wore a bunch of knockoffs in grammar school I wore knockoff Jordans I wore knockoff shoes for days and so seeing these 
Like Kim Olajuwon's, my dad bought them. I'm aware of them. Uh, he didn't deliver them. He was his brother. And I didn't see him again for another five years. Five years. He came then to send his condolences about my grandmother passing. Then I would not see my father for another 14 years. Um, my brothers found out about me. My oldest brother, he found out about me. He reached out. He wanted to meet. And he was in Chicago for a while. I think for the Memorial Day weekend. When he invites me out, and I go out there to um, Bogan. I think it was Bogan. Maybe CBS. Whatever was on 80th and Pulaski. When I get out there, you know, I bring my boy Duke out there. So me and Duke are out there kicking it with my brothers. And there my dad is, and he talks, and he says he's sorry, and he tries to explain. And like an eight-year-old kid, I just smushed up and was like, oh, it's okay, Dad. I thought that was going to be the beginning of me having my father. So we're going to the house for some barbecue. I'm excited. I'm like, I get to meet your wife. I get to meet the family. You know, cool. And then they start trying to figure out how to introduce me to the wife because the wife doesn't know I, doesn't know I exist. And so how do you bring a 30-year-old son into this fold? You've been lying for 30 years? How do you how do you explain that? And so now the conversation begins. Is he our cousin? Well, no, because we can't say our cousin just showed up after 30 years. Well, maybe he's a friend, uh, but where do we meet him at? And you see the lies trying to be worked on. And my boy Duke, he just goes, fuck that, fuck that. You know, if they can't introduce you as bread and the, you know, the sun, then we out. And we walked away. And that last time I saw my father. I see pictures of him on Facebook, but that was the last time I saw him and we spoke. Now, if a flawed man like that couldn't love me, then how do I expect? Wife to love me. Oh God for that man. I came from someone. 
but they can love me. So this is something I've struggled with. My whole life. It's already hard to be out and awkward. It's even harder to not be loved.